the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Good morning. I'm, in, I'm Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman. And you're listening to Ion Real Estate. And of course, we've been around a long time, believe it or not, but we are the only show, or and I think the best show, I can honestly tell you that, on talk radio that is all about real estate and covering every aspect of real estate, whether it's financing whether it's how to find a house, sell a house, whether it's how to refinance, whether, you know, rentals, we just do everything. And uh, you're welcome to call on. We love hearing from you. So if you have a question, you can call us at 866-970-9622. And remember, if you have a question, so do a million other people have the same question. Okay, joining us every week is Ace Water Supark, Executive Vice President of Citizens Bank, and Stephen Ebert, who specializes in real estate law, both residential and commercial. Stephen is a partner at Casson and Casson LP, LLP. Of course, I, my, I can't even tell you, thank you so much, Citizens Bank, for sponsoring Ion Real Estate. I almost must tell you that Citizens Bank has its name Citizens, because that's why the bank was founded to help clients, regular people like you and me, not just big corporations, although they do that too. Uh, last year, Citizens was the third largest lender in the Northeast. And you can easily find more information at citizensbank.com. Or you can call them 24 hours a day if you prefer that, seven days a week at 1-800-922-9999. And we want to all thank them again for all of their support. You know, I think you're very lucky, and we're all very lucky because we have a great team of experts on this show every week. Between Stephen, Ace, myself, we really cover it all. And we're not people that just sit in the back of a desk and give orders. We're out there. And, you know, when I think about it, we are in extraordinary times. Times like I think, uh, times I think we couldn't have even imagined. Uh, you know, I'm sure none of you imagine this uh, COVID, but in any event, a lot of things happen when change happens. And I believe, and again, a lot of what I'm telling you is my opinion, but I believe a lot of the changes that I see happening were changes that probably were going to happen, but just were expedited. Uh, the virus just made them come to the surface quicker. So, Call us with any questions or your opinions, because we 
I'm going to talk a lot about different things. And of course, when you do a show for a general audience, everyone's experience is probably a little bit different. You can, again, reach us at 866-970-9622, or you can email us at radioshow at dottieherman.com, and we will get back to your answers. Of course, you can listen to 970 AM live. Just click on live. And you can follow me on Dottie Herman on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Ion Real Estate. We have a uh, Facebook page for this show. Um, and if you don't do any of those things, which a lot of people don't, then just send us an email or call us in. Uh, joining us at 11 a.m. is our credit expert, Daniel Sater, who's been on before. He's a national credit, uh, recognized credit certified professional. And uh, let me tell you this. In this world, credit is so important. And, of course, I think when I was growing up, I don't know about you, Ace or Steve, but when I was growing up, they didn't really teach us those kind of things. And I think really that the schools should start to teach people uh, some financial literacy and just about how important credit is because I don't think, and at least I did when I was 20, realize how credit was, how important it is. And it really is. So I think even with mortgages, and I have to start with you, A, since you have been sick, so we have to get you right from the beginning. Um, but a lot of people don't realize when you see... Uh, you know, if you're looking for rates, you're shopping for a home and you're looking for interest rates and then you say, oh, good, this has the best interest rate. Let me call this bank. Doesn't a lot have to do with that interest rate would only be for people with like perfect credit? Oh, Dottie, first of all, glad to be back. Uh, I miss everybody here. And uh, yeah, credit is king. If you're looking for the best rate, doesn't matter how much money you make, doesn't matter how much down payment um, you put down, maybe just a tad bit, but really what they look at, what the banks look at, is your ability to repay and your credit score uh, will dictate what type of rate you're getting. So, um, you know, when they say that, that sort of um, slogan, credit is king, it truly, truly, truly is. Uh, the most um, important factor when getting the best rate possible. So just make sure Dottie's right. You know, I, I still remember when I was in college, Dottie, we used to have stands of credit card companies, whether they were Discover or MasterCard, all over campus. And all they would do is sign up and get a free T-shirt. It didn't really tell us much, right? All, all we right. knew was that there was a $5,000 credit line, and we were going uh, nuts there. So uh, financial literacy is so important. I think now schools are uh, developing courses. You know, I, I graduate UConn. I actually um, just finished a Zoom call with the Worth Institute of uh, Entrepreneurs. So they have a class of entrepreneurs where they have uh, professionals come back to the school and just talk about different um, fields and, you know, different things in, in, in everyone's industry, just to kind of go back and, and really teach the students real life sort of um, examples and experiences of what you went through so that they can actually learn from, from, uh, you know, past folks, um, you know, yeah. subject matter experts yeah. in, in whatever field they're interested in, which is great. Right. Dottie, I, I think financial. Yeah. Literacy, I, 
It's so important. Sure, so. Yeah, it is. And I think, Steve, I'm not sure, you know, I didn't go to school where you did. But really, they didn't really emphasize that. And I remember if you go shopping around the holidays, they're like, oh, if you take a credit card for us, from us, apply now, you'll get 10% or 15% off this purchase or the purchases. I'm like, oh, why not? I'm buying a lot of things. It's the holidays. And, uh, you know, <laughs> when you're doing credit, you really have to be careful. And we'll talk about that more when Dan comes on. But you, you, when you're purchasing a home, the last thing you want to do, remember this, the last thing you want to do is take out any new monthly charges on anything. Ace, while you were gone, though, and we all missed you tremendously, uh, something came in that said, you know, ask Ace, um, what is a no-closing course mortgage? And, like, is that a good thing to do? Yeah, Dottie, that's a great question. Um, some, some folks love, especially with rates being so low, they love to roll in the closing costs into the rate. So sometimes, let's just, for example, if today rates are currently at 3.5% for a 30-year fixed rate, they may actually – depending on what their finances look like, Dottie, they could say, Ace, can I get a higher rate, maybe 3.75, where I would get a credit towards the rate because I'm, I'm opting for a higher rate. And what they'll do is they'll utilize that sort of discount um, in points because th- instead of getting 3.5%, they're opting for a higher rate at 3.75. That quarter of a percent difference, there's a there's discounted points coming back to the client, right? To the customer. And a lot of times they can utilize that for their closing costs. So basically what, what they'll do is out for a high rate, have no out of pocket expenses on the closing cost side and everybody wins, but it really depends on what your long-term goals are. If that quarter of a percent or three eighths of a percent in rate higher, doesn't really affect your payment too much. And you don't really want to come out of pocket immediately that's something that you can do um, at any bank, basically, right? So okay. it's, it, you know, it, it's, it really depends case by case. But most no, of the time, Dottie, people will want to have, like, the lower rate, right? So Right. But if somebody, you know, and I get so many young people who say, you know, we're both working, we make a good income, we can, we, you know, we could probably pay for mortgage payments that's cheaper than our rent. And, again, depending on where you live in the country, Depends on the rents, but I can tell you that the rents in New York are fairly high in New York City. So they said, we just didn't save enough down payment. And so through the next couple of weeks, I really want to, you know, have Ace talk about some of the things that you can do or some of the types of programs that you can take advantage of if you have good credit. Remember, credit is key. But you might not have that 20% that everyone thinks that you have. Or maybe that you might have a parent that says, you know, that wouldn't have been my dad, but says, you know, I want to help you out. So just don't get locked in with that you have to have 20% and that, you know, and then, of course, closing costs are money. So there is a way, and I'm not saying it's right for everyone, and nothing that, Anything that Steve or myself or Ace tell you on the show, remember, we're talking to a general audience. So when we tell you call, if it's something specific, specific, 
then each person's got a di different individual, you know, situation and a different long-term goal. But basically what that really is, is taking, basically taking a little bit of a higher mortgage and rolling the, the money that you would pay outlay cash for closing costs into the mortgage, if I've got that correctly. So you can That's always correct, call Daddy. for Yeah. Oh, listen. Ace, I grew up, I told the, I tell, tell the, the, this audience this all the time, and I tell people who are young today, they look at me like I have five heads. But when I was in my 20s, and my dad was always a believer of houses, and I had collected some money, and in those days, um, you had to be, I think, 21 to, be, to get it. But I collected some money from an accident I was in when I was a kid, and... I wasn't allowed to touch it till I was 21. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to go to Europe and I'm going to do this. And my dad said, no, you're going to buy a house. And I swear to you, <laughs> he's like, no, you're not going to blow that. You're going to buy a house. And he made me get a house that was like right close to him. And basically it was the ugliest house, one of the ugliest houses I've ever seen. But it was in a good area. It was tiny. I mean, it was so tiny that if you sat in the kitchen and you leaned back your chair, you'd hit into the refrigerator. But it was in a good area, and it was a good neighborhood, and the houses around it were much, well, a lot more expensive. So at the end of the day, when I sold it, I did make money on it, and that's really how I got started buying the first real house that I uh, kind of lived in. So sometimes your parents, even though you might not think it, sometimes they have good, good advice. Okay. But that, that is just one of the ways. Of course, there's other types of mortgages which, Ace, you could get into it sometimes. But, Ace, if you're going for a conventional um, mortgage, not a government-assisted, uh, you know, not an FHA federally insured, if you, can you put 10% down? Yes, Dottie. Um, there's, there's so many myths that you have to put 20% down. But there's so many products out there, Dottie, if, our listeners are wondering, you know, can I afford a down payment of 5%, 10%? So if you're doing a conventional loan, you can actually borrow 5% all the way up to 850K. Um, if you're looking to put down 10%, you can borrow all the way up to $2 million, Dottie. So that's a lot of buying power for anyone looking wow. to put less than 20% wow. down. So it, it's always good, great to listen to the show, but more importantly, it, it's even better if you call in, just really talk about your financial situation, and you'll never know. You'll be pleasantly surprised what type of products are out there for folks with little to even um, no down payment, right? Um, I, I think FHA, you can even put down 3.5% down. So there's a lot of vehicles and products out there that, are list that our listeners should know about for sure. And they tell you knowledge is power, and I absolutely believe that. So if there's any questions that you have, you have three of the best, 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 best people in the profession uh, here. And so take advantage of that and um, make sure you know as much as you can, because there's so much to know. Uh, today, it's a lot harder than when I started real estate, which was, I don't know, a long time ago, but it was really easier then. And now there's just so many things that you can take advantage I'm even reading, and Steve, I don't know much about it, so I don't want to talk about it on the show because I only talk about companies that I know, I've vetted, I've worked with. 
But I was reading an article and it says that if you can't, you know, because there's so many bidding wars today and obviously if you have an all cash offer and no contingencies, well then, you know, even if it, unless it's a lot, lot lower, that's probably the ideal. So with all the bidding wars that were going on, these companies came up that it says if you can't make a cash offer on a home, these companies will help you, but there's a price you pay for it. Did you hear anything about those companies, Steve? Um, I'm not familiar with such a company. I mean, you know, it, it's I would be very cautious and to find out what the situation is, because basically, you know, they're, they're making a financial investment of some kind, right? And if you have trouble getting financing from a traditional lender, um, which has at this point a well-known process, and as ACE has articulated, there are a number of different options that one can have in getting a mortgage. If you're unable to get a mortgage from a traditional lender, uh, you know I'm concerned under what circumstances they would lend to you and at what price would they lend yeah. to you, right? Well, so, let me you know, always, yeah. always want to educate ourselves on it, but definitely something to read the fine print on. Absolutely. And I said, as I said, I'm not even telling you the company's name because I don't know about it, enough about it, but I'm going to send that to Steve and Ace and myself and we're going to do the research because this is, and of course, this is not that if you have bad credit, I mean, you have to have good credit, but this is just in case you think you're going to hit a bidding war and you want to beat the other offers by saying, I have all cash. So I'll check it out. We'll, 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 well check well, it out. Well, for you. Daddy- what I will point out is, is there are a couple of things, and I want to. I mean, look, I don't know the, even this this company, but let me point out two things that are out there. But it really depends on where you are in the market. For those people who have assets in investments, certain institutions, what they'll let you do is very quickly they will let you borrow against, let's say, stocks and bonds your your investment portfolio. And we have a number of clients who've done that where they already have a relationship with, let's say, a financial institution, they will quickly borrow against it so they don't sell their assets, trigger capital gains tax, can do a quicker close, and then do, and there's multiple names for it, a cash recapture loan, a technical refinance, um, basically, or cash recoupment loan, where they'll very quickly after the closing do a refinance um, to get that money back and what's nice about it, and I think Ace can comment on it, is that many of those banks, when you do that situation, a refinance right after the closing, they'll view that as a purchase loan, not a refinance, which is better rates and, and a better process, um, which, which, is very, which is very nice. The other one that I want to point out to, and you've got to be very careful with, is something what we call a hard money lender. They are legal. Their rates are higher, their fees are higher, they're very quick, and they're there to deal with unusual circumstances. My only warning on, there's a few warnings, but the big one to make it practical, most of them will not work with people who are buying a property as a primary residence. They're really looking for investments and things like that for a variety of reasons. Yes, I know when I was um, first starting real estate, I had a guy that used to come around and he said, if somebody can't get a mortgage, let me know, and I would, you know, help them. And, of course, he charged big rates and things of that nature. I think we're coming to a break. When we come back, I'd like to talk with Steve and Ace about co-signing, 
and is it a good thing and what it means for the person that co-signs since a lot of my first time buyer friends are getting their parents to co-sign or someone they know we'll be right back you're listening to ion real estate i'm daddy herman back in a moment Our friend Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO, has a special for you. Mike has asked me to make a special announcement. He is running a flash sale on Giza Dream Sheets. This is the best offer ever. 60% off. Sheets as low as $39.99 while supplies last. Go to MyPillow.com right now. Click on the radio listener specials for 60% off on Giza Dream Sheets. Mike's also offering a great discount on his popular MyPillow slippers, now 50% off with your promo code. That's right, 50% off on my pillow slippers and 60% off Giza Dream Sheets with the promo code AM970. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. 800-651-0798 for all of these great specials. 800-651-0798 promo code AM970. Now, the 3-week quick start is still discounted to only $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day to see whether Relief Factor can get you out of pain. After that, we're talking about less than the cost of a cup of coffee a day for you to stay out of pain. Over 70% of those who order the three-week quick start go on to order more. You see the doctors who formulated Relief Factor? Well, they selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients, that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's right. Each of the four ingredients deals with inflammation from a different metabolic pathway. Four different angles. So if you've got back, shoulder, neck, hip, foot, knee pain from exercise or just getting older, consider ordering the three-week quick start. Discounted to only $19.95. ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. Holland Christian Home, a place for your aging loved one, wants to invite you to visit them in New Jersey. Here's Irene, a happy resident. I'm very happy here. I've been here for 12 and a half years. If something would happen, everything, and I would do it all over again. And the staff is very caring, and I feel so well taken care of. And my children, I have a son and a daughter. They both are just so thankful that... I am here because they don't have to worry about anything. Holland Christian Home will care for your aging loved one with kindness and respect. HCHNJ.org. That's HCHNJ.org. Or you can call Charlotte at 973-807-3245 for a tour. Holland Christian Home, 973-807-3245. Ask for Charlotte. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. 
If you love Broadway, movies, and music, then tune into Broadway at the Russian Tea Room Sunday afternoons at 5. Host Rob Taub interviews the biggest stars, writers, and directors, plus film and theater critics, along with people behind the scenes, from doctors and fitness experts to casting directors, stagehands, and dressers. It's the only show of its kind, and it's right here on AM 970, The Answer. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. I'm Dottie Herman. I'm here with Ace Water Sue Puppets uh, and Stephen Eberman. And Eber, sorry. Uh, I was in the middle of talking about, we were talking about mortgages and qualifying and young buyers, and now the topic came up of co-signing, when that's basically when somebody has somebody else, you know, co-sign. A lot of times kids or children can't make the whole payment, or maybe their income isn't high enough, so sometimes a parent or somebody will co-sign. Maybe, Stephen, if, if, a, if a client advised, uh, asked you, you know, I have children and they, they just got married, they're looking to buy a home and they just don't have enough money or they still, you know, they have student debt or whatever, you know, I'm thinking of co-signing. And I know it's general because every case would be different. But could you kind of go through the pros and the cons of when you co-sign or what that really entails when you co-sign on somebody for somebody? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. There's really two ways you can look at it, co-signing something or being a guarantor. And you've got to be very careful. And even if it's for family, it's it's still a little bit of business, right? It, what you're saying is if the person, other person's not paying, you're going to be financially responsible. And they're going to be come knocking on your door. Now, when you're co-signing, there's even more risk than being a guarantor. Because what happens is, if you co-sign a note, let's say, for example, you have a parent and a child uh, buying a property together and the parent needs to go on the note. If for some reason the parent says, look, I did this for you so you can get the loan, but you're taking care of this by yourself, and for whatever reason, the adult child comes on hard times and doesn't make a payment, it's going to affect both of their credit. So it's a very important point. When you co-sign on something, even if you think the person you're co-signing with is taking care of it, if they're making late payments even, right, even if they make the payments but they're late, it can affect your credit. So be very careful um, who you do it with. Make sure that they are reliable. The and other issue you got to think of oh, is You got it. Go ahead. Go. go. And, 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 the, and the other point you want to be careful, there's a tax issue which goes the other way. So let's say, for example, you have a parent who co-signs that mortgage note and the kid is perfect and they make every payment on time and full, no drama. One thing you got to keep in mind is every year the bank's going to issue what's called a 1098. That's the document that says, here's how much home mortgage interest you paid in the last year. And all of a sudden now, who's taking the write-off? Are they doing it in the right way and who can maximize it? So there's definitely a tax planning element, too before you jump in. Now, contrast that with a guarantor. A guarantor is a backstop. 
a guarantor says, go after the person who's signing the note. And then if for whatever reason that person can't pay, I promise to pay, but I'm your backup. So that means it's a different analysis from a tax point of view. It's a different analysis from a credit point of view. So really important knowing which situation you're getting into as well. So there's a difference, but if you co-sign, basically you're on that debt and you don't own the property. And also, I believe, tell me if I'm correct, I believe, Stephen, that if, you know, you co-sign, let's say I co-sign for my daughter, uh, that can count against you if, let's say I wanted to get a loan. Wouldn't that co-signing, like that 100%. Debt, yeah. It, that's indebtedness on you. So the bank will absolutely hold it against you. The bank's going to say when doing the analysis, that might disqualify you. The, the bank, and rightfully so, they're not going to say, oh, we all know, quote unquote, that it's your daughter's debt, not yours. You're on it. You're, 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 you're like Siamese twins. You're attached together on this. So definitely yeah. um, that will be counted against you in, in analyzing if you can support the debt. Right. So my advice, and I think we all would say this to you, is if you're thinking, and you know, we all want to help our kids, and if you're thinking of helping your children co-sign, um, and you think maybe they're responsible, just remember that you're adding whatever it is you're co-signing to your own debt so that you may be in a position someday where it hurts your borrowing power. And if they miss payments or they're late on payments, it's going to go against your credit. So it's something that, again, we can't tell you what to do, but I would definitely talk to my uh, accountant and my attorney do before I did something like that. And kids have a, a good way of getting around their parents uh, because, you know. And, you know, while I'm on that, and, you know, I wasn't planning really to talk about this, but just as it comes to my mind, I've had some, a lot of cases where people get divorced and they – both co-signed. I mean, they, they were husband and wife when they bought their property. And then, unfortunately, they got a divorce. And at the end of the day, there's kids involved, and the husband says, you know what? You can take care of the house. You can have the house. And they worked that all in a divorce settlement out everything. But if you originally signed, I, and again, Stephen, you're the attorney, but if you originally signed on a mortgage with your wife and you're no longer married and she, you know, gets the house to live in and everything like that and uh, you're going to pay the payments, let's put it that way, or even if you're not, let's just say if she defaults or she doesn't pay the payments or anything like that, doesn't that still affect you even though you legally gave her the ownership of that house? Yeah, great point. You know how so many times we talk about make sure you have a real estate attorney do your real estate transaction? Yes. Have an experienced divorce attorney do your real estate transaction. And plenty of times, by the way, we have divorce, or I should really say matrimonial because it's more than just divorce, but matrimonial attorneys consult us on real estate provisions in the settlement agreement. And one of the key items in there is being taken off the mortgage as part of it. And that's a very very important point if you're in that situation. Now, what's interesting is there's a federal law that addresses it, and a lot of banks are not even aware of it. So I've spent sometimes weeks to get an answer, but eventually we always get it. And there's a federal law from the 1980s called the Gerard St. Germain Act, 
which exactly talks about this, that in the event of death, divorce, marriage, the bank is required to cooperate with the borrower and take people on or off a loan or property when it's requested. And under that federal law, the bank has to comply. And so when you're, if, you're, if you are in that situ unfortunate situation and you are going through that, make sure that's negotiated in your final separation agreement um, that if the person who gets the house, they're responsible for the mortgage, then you should be taken off of that so it doesn't impact your credit. Great point. I just learned something because I really never, I never knew that. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that you could do that. And I do know so many people that are, you know, gave the, the, one of the spouses a home and then they're not paying and they're stuck. So you're saying, but that's going to my point about whether it's a mortgage, whether it's real estate, whether it's uh, anything legal to do, use a professional that knows the specific thing that you're working on. If it's real estate, like I said, don't use a divorce attorney. Not that they're not great, but they're great divorces. With financing, I mean, most of the brokers I know pretty much know the basic formulas, but you should really call the bank, call Ace, that's one of the guys at Citizens, and really sit or do it online, however it's comfortable, and really know the ins and outs. Because buying a house, someone just called me the other day and said, you know, if you, if you want to know I did a film, I'm doing a film on uh, anxiety. And gee, you know, you should really get it for all, you know, your customers because, you know, one of the most, one of the big times for a lot of anxiety is when you're buying or selling a house, all right? You know, it's a stressful time. And so don't try to make shortcuts. And, I, and I'm going back, so I don't want to date myself, but I, I remember, uh, you know, years ago, the people would say, oh, my God, I could get a, I, I see a divorce attorney in the penny saver. Like, he's only, a, you know, he's very cheap. I'm going to use him. And I'd say, let me ask you something. If you committed murder, would you look in the penny saver to get a, uh, somebody to represent you? I mean, really, it is so smart and wise, and it can save you or on the other if you don't use them it could cost you a lot of money and that's why this we have a great team the team you put together is so important so remember before you co-sign okay before you co-sign for anybody make sure you speak to the professionals that you work with and make sure you know all the pluses and minuses that we'll be right back we'll give a quick break you're listening to iron real estate back in a moment There's a lot to learn and understand when getting ready to buy a home. Having a right lending team in place who can help is important. The lending experts at Citizens Bank can answer your questions about home borrowing or how to get started with a mortgage pre-approval. Call Citizens Bank at 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. 
Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. This is a crime alert from James Finch, former assistant director of the FBI Cybercrimes Division. Your home's title is the only document that proves you own your home. And now, cybercriminals are able to forge our names off our home's title and claim they own it. It's a nightmare crime. Watch a video of a former cyber thief who now trains police, show how it's done, and how Home Title Lock could have stopped him. Visit HomeTitleLock.com slash radio. HomeTitleLock.com slash radio. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround, our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, folks. This is Jerry Crowley, General Manager at Salem Media Group in New York. I want to tell you about a terrific opportunity we have for two people to join us, one to sell digital advertising and the other to sell radio advertising at the radio station. Please drop me a note at jerry.crowley at salem.cc if you're interested or you know someone who might be interested in joining us. jerry.crowley at salem.cc. Thank you very much. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. And uh, I said before I forget, I want to make sure uh, Jonathan Miller, who does all the market reports for Douglas Elliman, as far as I'm concerned, is the... Appraiser. I mean, he's been doing this for years, and he's the best, and he has a great site. But he did – We, you can go on the Element site and get our market reports any day of the week. Uh, but he just finished a market report, which is a 10-year market 
So it's from 2012 to 2021, and it's on Manhattan, and so it's a decade. So it's not like six months or one year. It's a whole decade of co-ops and condos, and this is the result of that report. It's very interesting. Uh, hopefully I'll post it for those of you who want to get it, or you can get it on the Element site. And with sales more than doubled year over year as the housing market was the last in the region to boom. Now, um, that happened. Medium sale prices rose to the second highest in 32 years of tracking. And he's been tracking the prices that long, and they rose to the second highest in 32 years, which is amazing. Listing inventory fell sharply year over year, but was consistent with the last two-decade average. So in other words, even though the listings in Manhattan did drop, we really never had millions of listings that it was, you know, if they averaged each the decade out, it was pretty close to what was really around. So it didn't, uh, it's not a crazy number. The number of sales for 2021 soared above the prior year and the highest, and it was the highest level record in 32 years of tracking. Now that's a lot. Um, the, the market that we just are, are in now and coming out of it, like 2021, the market was moving in Manhattan at its fastest pace since 2015 due to surging sales and, of course, falling inventory. And remember, I always tell you, prices are supply and demand. And pretty much, I could pretty much say across the whole United States, I mean, there might be a few exceptions, but pretty much there's more buyers than there is inventory. Over the decade, the number of four-bedroom sales rose at twice the rate or higher than any other size category. Now, normally, four bedrooms, I find uh, my memory holes right, they weren't like the most you know, popular. Not that they weren't most popular, more people needed two bedrooms or whatever. But I guess with COVID, people wanted space so, and to spread out and they weren't working as much or at all, or they're doing everything on Zoom. So therefore they were in their homes more, so that extra room was handy. Since 2012, the median sales price rose the highest of all size categories. And the medium is not the average. You know, it takes off the highest and the lowest and it's somewhere in there. Of course, the low rates, uh, mortgage rates and strong economic conditions fuel this usually this heavy demand. Um, so, Ace, what are the mortgage rates now? Right now, Dottie, on a 30-year fixed rate, you're hovering right around 3.5%, so a little higher than when, when we first started in the beginning of the year when it was hovering right around 3%. So it's uh, gone up quite a bit to the 3.5% range. And uh, it's, it's really having to do with the Federal Reserve announcing that they, they will most likely raise um, our interest rate by about a quarter of a, of a percent uh, towards the latter part of this year. So we'll see what happens um, in terms of the Federal Reserve really going through with um, what they're predicting. But rates have crept up just a little bit. But in all fairness, it's still very, very low, Dottie. You know, we were talking That's about 6% rate. 
14% rates, I mean, it's still three and a half percent, right, on a 30 year fixed rate. So, and, and the purchase market, by the way, Dottie, it's on fire, right? No matter what market you're in, I think there's just a huge influx of folks purchasing because of inventory and supply chain challenges. Um, there's no inventory uh, left on the marketplace. So everybody is just looking to buy and, and you're, you're seeing bidding wars everywhere in today's marketplace. So, Ace, do you remember we were on a show, we did a couple of shows on this and I think it was, I'm trying to remember, um, when we had our basically a financial crisis and they were saying, the headlines were, uh, kids will never buy homes because they saw their parents lose money in equity and lose money on their homes. And uh, this generation will never buy homes and it's exactly the furthest from the truth. So people that write stories, they're basing on data, on past data, and that doesn't always hold true. Because I mean, Dottie, we, is, we, we were reading days, articles. Yeah, I remember, Dottie. We were reading articles that millennials will never buy. They've seen their parents. Right. They, they don't like to be locked into a property. They want to be flexible and nimble. And that, that couldn't be further from the truth, Dottie. Today, they make up probably 65% to 70% of our first home-time buyers. And um, they're, they're, you know, they're invested in real estate in a big way. They, they love uh, real estate, they're looking to buy, they have large families now, and most of them come into the bank, and I, 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 I get to speak with them every single day, and, you know, they're, they, they have well-paying jobs, and uh, they're, they're going to continue to be uh, the biggest population of first-time buyers for the next five years, Dottie, so. Yeah, baby boomers, I'm sorry, but you are... Uh being taken over. I'm going to try to do a couple of these every week, but Long Island for the decade, this is for 10 years. Uh, Long Island, the number of sales they had on Long Island surged to the highest number ever on record. Ever. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. And the listing inventory, that was the amount of listings that were on the market, fell to the lowest since 2002. Okay, I mean, that's Months of supply fell to the fastest pace on record, and the average median price rose to new highs. Luxury listings, and, you know, we, we classify luxury listings in any market that would be the top 10% of that market. So in every market, it would be a different number. But the luxury listings fell to a record low, meaning they didn't have any left. They were sold and selling out. And prices and sales rose to record highs in both Nassau and Suffolk County. Okay, um, it's amazing. Who would think the pandemic? I was worried that the business would be out of business. Um, Hamptons and Northport for the decade, Hamptons' average sales price rose to a new high, and the medium reached the second highest level on uh, record. Of course, the same. This is what it's like all over the place. The inventory dropped to a record low, meaning there's not a lot around. I mean, we would have double the sales if there was inventory around. The high-end sales total dollars rose to a new record. Uh, this is a list. Nearly one out of four Hampton sales resulted in a bidding war nearly double the prior year record. 
okay? There was bidding wars the year before. So that's why we like to talk about bidding wars and how to deal with them and how you, because they get tricky. And we'll do that in one of our shows. And if you're a seller, how you should probably have your agent do it. But they get tricky. And the North Fork medium, and the North Fork, again, the average sales price rose to new highs, second highest on level as the prices. And of course, the inventory dropped to next to nothing. So basically, it's a supply and demand unlike anything else. If there's a big supply and very little demand, what do you have? You have a buyer's market. And if you have little supply and a bigger demand, then you have a seller's market. And I would say that we're in a seller's market. I don't know if I have enough time to get into this subject uh, because Dan said is coming on 11. So uh, I have a question. I'll do some of the questions that people gave us. Um, that I have not, you know, that I've not gotten to yet. I guess this is a legal question I think I could answer it, but I'll leave it to the attorney, Stephen. Uh, Can I switch real estate agents after I make an offer? Um, There's a big problem if you you do that, because what's going to happen is in the contract, um, there's going to be a provision that says if there is a broker that asserts the right to a commission um, and it's due to the actions of that side, then they're responsible for that fee and to reimburse the other side for any costs and expenses incurred. Now, that, that, that's the legal risk that's out there. The question is, though, um, does that broker actually have an op- does it have a right to a commission? And that's a different one. Right. Uh, many a times on the buy side, and we got to be very careful and separate the buy side versus the sale side. Generally speaking, in New York, um, buyers do not sign an exclusive with an agent. Um, so um, th- there is, you know, weak legal grounds many times for the buyer side to be able to win on a commission battle. When you're on the sell side, then you typically have an exclusive. And it's very clear in the agreement, there's time periods, there is if you bring a ready, willing, and able qualified buyer for a certain price. And even after an exclusive expires, uh, typically there's a list of buyers if they end up buying within a certain time period, you'd owe a commission. So you gotta look very closely at the facts and circumstances. But it it could actually be a very costly mistake if you don't do it right. That's true, and let me just tell you something else I've observed. When I've seen those cases happen, the homeowner gets nervous because then, you know, the homeowner doesn't want to have to pay two commissions and they're kind of usually never sure of what's going on exactly. So it ends up that they might not do the deal period with anybody. And the future, I remember, and I don't know if this was a good or bad to do, but a lot of times what we would do when that would happen, if there was a debate amongst realtors on who that commission belonged to, then we would hold the seller harmless, meaning we would work with that ourselves. And whatever, however we worked it out, we worked it out, but the homeowner would not have to pay. Because uh, what a homeowner is going to be afraid of is that they might have to pay two commissions. So I generally don't think it's a good idea on a general thing. I think if you're with an agent and you made an offer through them, I generally think you probably should stick with them. But, of course, there's always exceptions. So... Uh, yeah, that was a question. And I, if I can throw one other thing out there, and this is, and this solves a lot of the problem because sometimes, as the attorney, I see this right. 
you know, we're sort of witnessing, we're in the middle of a deal, and unfortunately, the client and their agent have a breakdown in the relationship. And what I've generally found are two things are the cause of most problems. One, the agent, you know, making sure that they listen and that the client understands, right? It can be from either side. And the other thing is sometimes, and look, we're all busy and getting to appointments, but sometimes I see where the breakdown happens is that agents don't accompany clients. And this is more of an issue in the city, I would say, than the suburbs. They don't, ac- they don't accompany the client to an open house, and they tell the client, oh, sign me down as your agent. Maybe they forget to or so forth, and then they're sort of left hanging in the wind. So definitely, I, I would say this, when you're starting a relationship, define the terms and the expectations of that relationship, how the process works, and what's difficult, right, because we're in such a fast-moving industry, um, take that moment to slow down and remember, you know, the clients don't do this every day. And I would say take those extra few minutes to make sure they really understand the process so you don't have that breakdown. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. And, you know, it's not easy for brokers out there. There's so many people making offers, and then the brokers are like, you didn't get back to me, you, you know. So you, you want to make sure everything is clear. And one of the subjects that we will talk about in one of future shows is when there's a bidding war, how to deal with it, how to you know, know. And every MLS has different rules, so it's hard to be specific, as Stephen said, about everybody. But basically, if I'm not mistaken, in New York, you... If, let's just say there's a house that, for 500000 and some person comes to me and says, Dottie, I want to put a $300,000 offer in. And I say, listen, which I hear a lot, the owner's not listening to offers under this amount. Well, by law, and if you're smart as a broker and as a customer, no matter what your offer is, even if it's totally ridiculous the agent should present it, even if it's hilarious that it's so low. Because a year later, the agents could say, the uh, sellers could say, you know, and I know a story where this really happened. They they ended up meeting the buyers and get friendly with them. And uh, they said, you know, we would have taken that offer if we knew about it, but, you know, we didn't know about it, so... You know, you, we went to the bidding war, but if they had ever presented that offer first, we probably would have taken it. So what you should do with your broker is have that conversation and don't be one of those sellers that say, I don't want to hear anything under this price. If they don't offer this, don't. Because you never know. Some people are negotiators and they want to start low and you could get them up. So that's just something to remember. I think we have the uh, news coming up. And then we'll be back with our famous credit coach, Dan Sater.
Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.